pray with me. Gracious and holy God, as we thank you for first giving us such good gifts that we can share, pray that you be with us. May your spirit inhabit us. May the words that I speak may be your words and not mine. And Lord, just open our hearts to realize what a gift you gave for us. Amen. I know some of you go to the 8 o'clock at Blackburn's Chapel um, instead of here. My sweet husband is going to preach out there. So um, if you rather go there, uh, no, I will be here, so I'm taking names. So sorry. <laughs> I love Christmas lights. They're my favorite kind of Christmas decoration. Because when you see Christmas lights on the houses, you know that Christmas is coming. And it gives such anticipation to me. Well, we have a tradition in our house that our grandkids, Maddie and Drew, come over, hi girl, <laughs> and uh, help us with our Christmas decorations. They help us put up the tree. And they said the best thing this year, I can do that. Drew said, I can put up the tree. Maddie said, I can put up the nativity scene in your merry-go-round. I can do this. And Ken and I sat down. <laughs> Score. And all it cost us was a pizza. They work cheap, yes. Now, I admit, this was the week before Thanksgiving little tad early, but what my poor husband didn't realize, so then this starts my yearly coaching. All right, it's nagging, okay? I want the Christmas lights outside, okay? I want them around the garage. I want them around the house. Well, Ken just doesn't see that the way I do, and I know he's busy, but I really I needed those lights. Well, Ken got COVID, and I'm smiling, because he only was ill for, say, two or three days. And then the last two days, if those of you know that five days you're in isolation, those last two days, he was rather antsy. Oh, William's laughing over there. He knows where I'm headed here. So I said, don't shake your head at me, Tony. I know. Why don't you put up the lights? You have to be outside. You can't go anywhere. So put up the lights. So I went over to the church. When I came back, I had lights. Yay. And there is a positive to COVID. So there it is. Okay. But today we're going to talk about a different kind of light. And it's a light that shines all year round. And man is not in charge of it. It's the light of Christ. So let's read our scripture this morning. We're reading from John, the first chapter, 9 through 13. 
The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, John is a very interesting gospel because it is the only gospel that does not tell the traditional story. But if you go back to the first verse, John says, in the beginning was the word or the light and the word was with God and the word was God. And this is important as we try to understand where the light came from. So where, did it, where is the light all about? Well, let's look at Genesis to find it. All right, here's a quiz. What was the first thing God created? No. <laughs> light. <laughs> he created the light to differentiate between the darkness and the light. And Hayden's going to check on me. So. You are right. I stand corrected. The man's good. Good call. God's light created the world, and yet the world did not receive him as Jesus Christ. Well, why didn't they receive him? For those of us who've taught little ones in Sunday school, that's the question they ask. How come? Why didn't they know? And maybe we as adults need to think about it for back then and right now. So let's define darkness. Tim Keller in his book, Hidden Christmas, which I would recommend to you all, says that in the Bible, the word darkness refers to both evil and ignorance. It means first that the world is filled with evil and untold suffering. Look what was happening at the time of the birth of Jesus. Violence, injustice, abuse of power, homelessness, refugees fleeing oppression, families ripped apart, and bottomless grief. Sounds exactly like today. And if we are looking toward the earth and human resources to fix the world, but we can't in our own earthly power, we need the light, the light of Christ to heal us and our land. Tim Keller also says that Jesus is the divine light of the world because he brings a new life to replace our spiritual deadness because he shows the truth that heals our spiritual blindness and because he is that beauty that breaks our addiction to money, to sex, 
and to power. And God became flesh and moved into the neighborhood, as Eugene Peterson says in the message. Jesus moved straight into the, the whole mess of it. Ed shared with us in staff meeting that this phrase literally means God came in and pitched a tent in the midst of it. And the people of John's audience would know exactly what it meant. Yet Jesus was not received. And one of the reasons was many people thought he was coming as a military leader to overthrow the government. That's what the Messiah was all about. Or he was coming like a king, like David. Jesus the Messiah, the one who saves, was not coming like a baby born to a poor couple in a very rural, small town. Jesus was born without fanfare or much celebration, and he grew up among them. J.I. Packer says that God became man, the divine son became a Jew, the Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, unable to do more than lie and stare and wiggle and make noises, needing to be fed and changed, just like any other little baby. The babyhood of the Son of God was a reality, but nothing in fiction is more real or fantastic as the truth of the Incarnation. So what does this mean to all of us today? Today, the Christmas message is the acceptance of Jesus, the Savior. You know, it's one thing to believe this. It's another thing to accept this. Believe means to feel sure of a truth of something. Accept it means to receive it to yourself. When I took a physics class, there is a truth theorem, whatever you would call it, that if you throw a bullet off a cliff or shoot it off a cliff when it's level, they will hit at the same time. Now, I wanted to pass that class, so yes, I believed it. Accepted it? Eh. It's a little bit more than my little pea brain can handle, but that's an example. So the question is, do you accept this baby, Jesus, that we celebrate as the Messiah, or just believe that maybe it's so? You know, I may be splitting hairs with the definitions, but to accept something is to take it in internally and live it out. Have you made that decision to serve Jesus, to receive him in your heart and live that way so others would know that light? I know Ed, Werner, I would love to have that conversation with you. Jesus is the source of life and light for all people. And all it takes is to accept him and bring him in to your neighborhood, to your life. And if you have made that decision, what are we supposed to do with this light? 
Do you remember what Tim Keller said, what I told you earlier? The neighborhood that Jesus moved into was one of violence, injustice, abuse of power, homelessness, refugees fleeing oppression, families ripped apart, and bottomless grief. Folks, this is the same world we are living in now. Our world is one of violence and injustice, abuse, you name it. And yet we are told by Jesus in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are enkindled, made by the one light of the world. As Evelyn Underhill says in the devotional, Watch the Light, as a people being kindled, we have got to get on with it and be useful. Do you remember the kids' song, This Little Light of Mine? There we go. Mm -hmm. Well, what does it say? Hide it under a bush? Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine. And another verse that I wasn't familiar with says, Jesus gave it to me. I'm going to let it shine. We're not given this light just to keep it to ourselves, but to shine it to others through deeds that glorify the Father. That means getting out there and sharing the light of Christ. You know, many of us have not worried about how we're going to afford Christmas this year. We're just worried about if those gifts are going to arrive on time. And many of us haven't worried about what food we can have on the table. We're just worried about, did we pick up everything we needed at the grocery store? Now, this is not meant to be a guilt trip. Please understand me. All the pastors will tell you that any sermon they preach, God preaches it to, to them first. I have been, this has been on my heart for a long time. And I really want to personally be, be the light to others in this coming year. And it's not going to be just donating money. It's going to be getting out there in the muck and the mire of this world. It's going to take all of us to spread this light to the darkness of this world. I want to give you an example of someone who spread their light and shared it with me. When we moved to Boone about nine years ago, it was a dream come true. I was close to my family again, and it was wonderful. God had opened up so many ways, and yet depression set in. And I could not understand why in a joyful time, why I was depressed. 
until someone came along beside me, a very special person to me. And she came in and she said to me, you know, you're grieving. You have left a home that you've had for 22 years. You've left a job. And although everything, these are joyous chains, you must give yourself a chance to grieve. That was a light to my poor famished soul. And she walked with me and told me everything was gonna be okay. And believe me, it's better than okay now. Because that depression lifted and God shone just because somebody shared their light with me. Think about how God is calling you on this Christmas Eve. True, it's one of celebration. The Messiah has come, but it's also one of what we do with this now that we believe and accept Jesus for who he is. We're gonna take those Christmas lights down, but the light of Christ never goes away. It's meant to be shared to us, to those around us in this world that are hurting. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, who brought Jesus into this world. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just lift up to you now our hearts. And in the quiet, we ask, how can you use me? How can I share the light that you have given to me? Lord, we want to say, here I am, Lord, as the hymn says. But a lot of times it's hard. So show us the way. Open the doors and let us shine for all those around us. Amen.